Strike! BYU baseball heads back to the diamond. There's a ball hit very deep. Left fielder looking up, going back at the wall. It's out of here. And the Batcats are swinging for the fences. Center fielder going back. He's not going to get there. It's time for BYU baseball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Play ball. Live coverage of BYU baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck, Reinhardt Oil, SAG Chevron, Foot Insurance, and Revere Health Orthopedics. Now, to get you ready for the first pitch, here's Brent Norton. Well, good afternoon, Cougar baseball fans. Brent Norton bringing you the BYU Cougar baseball, helped uh, by Tuckett Slade again here today. And Tuck, uh, getting ready for game two of this series versus Omaha. Um, Good effort last night by the Cougars, 8-1 to win. Uh, all facets uh, seem to be working very well, led, of course, by um, Jordan Rogers, who uh, really had a great outing, went the distance through 119 pitches and and got his first win of the year. Yeah, Jordan, it was a big-time, big-time out, out, outing for him yesterday to really solidify the weekend. And after our bullpen being taxed the weekend before, saying, hey, I'm going to put the team on my shoulders and, and throw a complete game, it was a great start for the Cougs in the series. Uh, the Cougars, uh, with the win last night, go to 6-6 six and six on the year. Omaha drops to 4-9. and nine. Uh, Game 3 will be played tomorrow at 11 a.m. here at Larry Miller Field. And if you haven't had a chance to come out to the ballpark, you need to. Uh, the renovated uh, ballpark with the new turf field, there's not an ounce of dirt on this field. And uh, the new outfield wall, which is uh, a 14-foot uh, structure all the way over into left center. And then from left center to right center is 12 feet. And then... 10 feet from right center over to the right field wall. So like Coach Littlewood said, it gives the ballpark a little bit of character. I really like the way and and the way it looks. Yeah, it's a beautiful field. Absolutely great graphics out there. A lot of character, a lot of fun. It makes it a little more difficult to hit home run now in this yard now that uh, the dimensions are a little bit higher on the wall. So we saw that last night where Kyle Dean probably would have had a home run last year at this field that was a double off the wall. So it makes it real fun and interesting. Well, it should be a good night. Cougars uh, on an 11-game homestand. They've got 10 left. After this series, they've got UVU on Tuesday. And then the next two weekends, they've got Loyola and Gonzaga here. So some huge series with big implications in the West Coast Conference. Early in the season, played right here in Provo. And, uh, boy, the schedule's setting up really well for the Cougars. And and, um, I think this is a great uh, bit of scheduling to play these three games and UVU on Tuesday. And then Utah the following Tuesday before uh, Loyola and uh, and Gonzaga come to Provo. Yeah, really excited about the homestand. The boys love playing here. We love to basically protect our home turf is what we can call it now instead of home field. But uh, great to have those teams coming in early. You know, nice to face warm weather type teams early at our field and get them in that in that climate. But more importantly, just the confidence that we have at home and having that last at bat to have a chance to win every game. A few minutes ago, I had a chance to sit down with Coach Mike Littlewood and get his thoughts uh, prior to Game 2 of this series, and we'll play that for you now. Uh, Coach, congratulations on keeping up the tradition. Uh, 52-7 and seven now in home openers for the Cougars, and overall, it's pretty amazing. Uh, you're 5-1. and one. Uh, Good game last night. Uh, total team effort. Well, I'm glad I didn't know that figure before last night. We talked about it. I might have choked. I might have got a little tight and, and uh, made that 51-8. and eight. But, yeah, I mean, we played played really well. Jordan Wood gave us a great start, a uh, complete game. Doesn't happen a whole lot at this level anymore. Was really efficient with his pitches. Um, commanded the zone, worked ahead, did all those things that you talk about. And our offense did enough. Um, it, you know, we, we got in trouble a little bit in the third or fourth inning when they got bases loaded, no out. We worked out of that jam. We talked about it as a team. I mean, uh, maybe a better team um, might make that hurt a little bit more. And fundamentally, we didn't 
Jordan didn't get around that ground ball. We, we had him set up to get the lead runner, and Keaton runs into a tag at third. That's, that's a mental error. So we want to cut down on those things, but it's a, it's a good series for us to you know, kind of get our feet underneath us after traveling, and I'm glad we got, got off to a good start last night. Alex Prone gets his first start as a Cougar. Tell us a little about Alex and uh, how he got to BYU. Alex was, he actually went to University of San Diego his freshman year, left there, went to College of Southern Idaho. That's when I saw him. I went up there last fall to watch a different kid, and Alex was out there, and I said, wow, I really like that kid, and talked to their coaches, and they said, uh, he's going to Pepperdine. So I got off him, you know, obviously, if he's committed to Pepperdine. Well, uh, Pepperdine's pretty expensive, and um, he decided not to go there. We jumped on it and, and got him. I mean, he, last last year at CSI, he was... 92, 94 was was one of the best pitchers in in the Scenic West Conference, and we hadn't seen that velocity this fall. And he got hit around, to be honest with you. I think he lost a little confidence, um, but he he jumped back in. Was 90, 92 at Auburn, as you saw, um, held those guys to what two or three hits in four innings. Did a really good job for us, and I think he's always been in the back of our mind. Like, could he be a four starter, or third starter? He's got Jordan Wood type stuff. Um, I hope he has that type of command tonight. That's really my only issue. And really the only way this team's going to beat us or stay close with us is if we walk them and give them free bases. So power arm, good stuff. We'll see how his command is. Well, Coach, uh, you know, we talked about the, how dynamic the field looked last night under the lights. I mean, it was, it was fantastic. Uh, Cougar fans really need to come out and, and uh, see the new digs here. Uh, you know, it was interesting last night as I was watching guys play defense. Have you changed your philosophy a little bit with the, with the turf or that outfield wall? Uh, are you are you have you taken that uh, to a, to a different level as far as what what this year's team's doing? Well, not really. I mean, it, it plays so much like grass and dirt. Um, you know, it, the the hops are pretty true. Um, the thing we have done is maybe we'll suck in our our corner guys just a little bit more because it's easier to bunt, easier to drag bunt. Uh, this is a team that likes to bunt, so you'll see Nate Favero in just a little bit more. Um, but but as far as like playing deeper because the because we think it's quicker in the outfield, it's really not. It's it's about the same. Um, the ball doesn't really bound, and, and uh, we talked about the wall last night. It's kind of fun to watch, to look out there and see a fourteen foot wall out there. It's just it's a really Miller Park has some character now. It's, it's to me it's it's really exciting to see that out there. But this this field, even though it's turf, plays just like grass and dirt. It's amazing. The the only thing we talked about this last night with the radio or with the, the newspapers is. The only thing that I worry about with our guys playing turf all the time is they get a little bit lazy because the hops are so good. So we're here for three weeks, and then we go on the road to, I think, Pepperdine. We need to learn how to move our feet a little bit. And so every time we take ground balls, I don't want them to get lazy and just because the ball's going to hop right in their glove here, not to get lazy, move their feet, get a good hop, and do all the things we need to do. You know, after watching a few games this year, your, your club, uh, it seems like you've got a lot of depth, a lot of decisions to make mm-hmm. uh, when you're looking at lineups. You've got some guys that can step in and do it for you, and that's – we haven't always seen that here in the last few years. It's, it's nice. It is nice to have depth, and we, we do have depth on the pitching side too. Uh, you throw out the Auburn 21-4 to, to four game, which kind of everybody would focus on, That's and that's probably just human nature. And we didn't pitch it very well that, that game. But we have, we have depth on the pitching side and on the offensive side. We're really trying to like lock down that DH spot. You know, Kyle had a couple hits last night, but, but really he got jammed on one and then kind of hooked a, hooked a double. And I'm just trying to like I'm trying to get him in there to see if he can hit his stride and have some good at bats and do some productive things. Um, but we have Jake Brown, McKay, McKay uh, uh, Jacobson, uh, Noah Hill's done a good job. Noah's a guy you put in there, you know what you're going to get. You're going to get singles, singles up the middle. Um, that might be good enough against certain teams, um, but 
if I'm an opposing coach, I want a guy up there who's going to lose. You know, if if he's if he's has a potential to lose a ball over the fence every time you pitch him differently, and it just makes the lineup a little bit more more uh, scary. I guess is the simplest way to put it. Um, okay, so the Machado kid's going for Omaha tonight. Can you tell us a little about him? Well, I think he's going to be similar to what we saw last night. He's not overpowering. Um, you know, he, if he's if he's throwing three pitches for strikes, he's going to be good. He's going to live on the outer half. He's going to try to live on the black part of the plate on the outside and, and expand out there. Last night, the umpire had a really big zone, which probably helped them a little bit more than it helped us because Jordan was around the zone. Their guy wasn't and was getting a few pitches. And not that it, nobody really cared. We just had to adjust to it. Um, and so, uh, you know, w- the big thing is on our side, we, we swung a lot of pitches early in the count like curveballs in the dirt, oh, oh, count. And that's just not us. And, and it was frustrating to see, especially kind of what, what we call our guys, you know, one through six, doing that. Um, Brock Hale and Keaton Kringlin and Schneeman and, and B. Anderson swinging at curveballs in the dirt. And whether it's playing at night and dusk, and I don't know, there's a lot of excuses you can make, but those guys weren't doing it on the other side. So I think more than their guy, we need to clean it up on our side and, and uh, just start bearing down on, what, what makes us great, swinging at strikes, taking balls, and it's really that simple. Okay, Coach, good luck. Uh, congratulations on the win last night, and we'll talk to you after the game. All right, thanks a lot, Brent. All right, back here in Provo, Larry Miller Field, get ready for the second game of this season here in Provo. Cougars with a big 8-1 to victory last night over Omaha, and Alex Perone is uh, continuing to warm up. Kind of an interesting story, as Coach Littlewood said about Perone. He was an in- initial commit to, uh, to San Diego out of Las Vegas, Got there, just didn't like it, and uh, transferred to College of Southern Idaho and then committed to Pepperdine. Coach got on him a little bit when he found out he was committed. He, he kind of backed off, and then for whatever reason, Perone, I think, came back and said, hey, I'm, you know, if you're interested, so am I. So he's here, fortunate for the Cougars. This kid uh, looked very good at Auburn, probably looked as good as anybody on the staff. Yeah, he really did. He's a, he's a fearless kid. Um, the biggest thing, like Coach said in his interview, is he, he can have a little bit of command issues at time. Power arm, really, really good swing and miss breaking ball. But, uh, yeah, it is an interesting story about how he said, I couldn't afford Dakota Pepperdine. I just couldn't pay that. And all of a sudden came back in the laps and said, hey, we'll take that arm and see how it works out. So, you know, what, what most people don't understand is is these guys are not on full rides. I think, correct. what's their 12 and a half? Or? Yeah, so we get 12.75 total scholarships of full rides that we have to split between yeah. Um, 27 guys. So you might get a third. You might exactly. get 27% of a scholarship. So these kids, it's not like basketball or football where they've got just, yeah. you know, everybody in basketball is on a full ride. In football, what do they have, 100 or yeah. 95 or 100 <laughs> full rides? Like so it's yeah. it's different. And we are ready for baseball here as Cole Thibodeau, the third baseman, will step in. Another beautiful day here in Provo. Sun, a uh, few more clouds, but a little warmer today, actually. Very nice as Alex Perone's first pitch to Thibodeau is over for a call strike. Fastball at 90. Coach Littlewood said if he had one concern about Perone, it's just that uh, maybe his command a little bit. He said he got kind of hit around a little bit and fall, lost a little bit of confidence. But he definitely has the... Uh, you know, the stuff, if he can get his confidence back. Yeah, really, really good stuff. He's, he's been up to 95 in his life. He's not quite back up there right now, but he'll sit 89, 92. Good stuff. 1-1 one, one pitch, ball hit into center field. Mitch McIntyre is there. He is under it, and he will make the catch. Well, I think, like you talked about, you know, he was really wild in the fall. But I think the biggest problem he wasn't it was the adjustment of junior college to Division One, where if you fall behind good hitters at the D1 level, 
and all of a sudden now you can throw 92. You're not going to throw it by him, and it's the 2-0 count down the middle, and now they're going to hit a double off you. So he's been doing a much better job this spring of getting ahead. Thomas, Thomas Debenville steps in, first pitch over for a strike. Umpires in today's game, Rob Hansen behind the plate, Darren Fredrickson at first, Jeff Clough at second, Ruben Candelaria at third base. Swing and a miss, good curveball. 0-1-2. You know, we talked a little about uh, the four-man umpiring crew that's uh, first year in the West Coast Conference. We've seen it in the Pac-12 throughout the years, but I think that's a great move. Yeah, we love it. Absolutely love it. Swing and a miss, another curveball. And Debenville goes down on strikes, two men out. Yeah, so this year it's kind of a trial period that those in the league that want to use it can have a four-man crew. We're definitely on board. We want the more eyes out there to help make the calls right. But next year it's going to get approved to where every conference game will be a four-man crew. So we might go into a West Coast Conference location and only have three umpires. Yeah, we might. Yeah. Wow, interesting. I could see them maybe doing that on maybe some non-conference, but, boy, it would seem like they would require that for conference games. First yeah. pitch outside to Sopinchuk. He was the starting pitcher yesterday. There's a pop-up in the infield. Anderson going out. Now Schneeman, now Anderson calling everybody off. He'll make the play for the out. And quickly, Omaha retired here in the first. No runs, hits, or errors. We're through a half an inning. Omaha nothing. Cougars coming to the plate on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Brendan Anderson will lead it off for the Cougars. We go to the bottom of the first. Omaha retired in order in their half the inning. There's a fastball just off the plate. Anderson was named third-team All-American in the preseason this year. Preseason also all-whack by the coaches. As Anderson playing his senior year out of Draper, and there is a line drive. Shortstop knocks it down. That'll be a base hit by Anderson. So Brennan... Leads the game off. A little bit of a humpback liner out there. The yeah. shorts had, had to go to his uh, left and did a good job of just getting his glove on it. Yeah, he did. It uh, kind of off the end of the bat. This is kind of squibbed up there, and I thought he might have a shot to make that play and get him out, but it would have been a tough play. They'll bring Schneeman to the plate. He was also an all-West Coast Conference uh, preseason selection this year. He had a great day yesterday. Schneeman uh, two for four with an RBI, and the first pitch over for a call strike one. 87 on the fastball by Machado. As Daniel Schneeman wearing number 10 on the uh, back of that Cougar home jersey. And here is the quick throw to first base and back in safely is Anderson. Anderson uh, with uh, three stolen bases on the ears and the uh, Schneeman with four. These two guys are the leaders, the top of the order. Cougars 10 on the year, and they've only been thrown out once. Sneeman fouls a changeup straight back, and he's quickly behind in the count 0-2. Kringlin on deck. He'll be followed by Brock Hale as the Cougars trying to get started here early. They won last night 8-1. Game being broadcast on the uh, new skin BYU Sports Network, uh, BYU Radio. On the BYU radio app or XM 143, there's a ground ball. Second baseman over, gloves it, and he'll throw Schneeman out for out number one. Anderson moves up to second base on the ground out, and that will bring Kringlin to the plate. Keaton won for three last night with an RBI. 
Yes, that a stat last night that kind of blew me away. Something like 57 and 7 career in home openers. Yep. So 58 and 7. Yeah. Well, it was 51 and 7 oh, before last night, okay. so we're now 52, 52 and 7. Wow, pretty impressive. Kringlin steps in with a runner in scoring position. And here is Machado's pitch, and Kringlin fouls this one down the third base side. Keaton seemed a little bit uh, not as patient as we've seen him in years past, it seems like to me. Yeah. Tucker, especially down in Auburn, just, yeah. just trying too hard. He was trying way too hard and really getting outside of himself and swinging at pitches he normally doesn't swing at. No balls in a strike. Now the pitcher steps off. Uh, Kringlin and Hale were both up late in that game, last game, the second game of that doubleheader Saturday afternoon at Auburn with a chance to get the Cougars right back in it with bases loaded, and they just couldn't come through. There's a ball hit out toward the shortstop. He's got it. Can't get it out of his glove. Just stuck in the webbing of his glove as he tried to pull it out a couple of times, and it just wouldn't come out. So Kringlin on at first base. Yeah, that's tough luck. It's one of those deals where you can't really complain about a malfunction there. But you get a, I mean, he made the play, but made the play. But at the end of the day, wouldn't get out of his glove. Yeah, it's got to be an error. Yeah, ball was in his glove, and you just got to get it out of there and make the throw. As Brock Hale steps in, so a hit and an error in the inning. And Brock Hale, the right fielder, was one for four last night. Did have a home run. That was his one hit. Did have three RBIs, got an RBI and a sacrifice fly, and it was also hit by a pitch with bases loaded. Brock leading the Cougars now with 11 RBIs on the year, also four home runs. And Machado's pitch to Hale. That ball's grounded down the third base. Long, long throw by the third baseman over to first in time for the out. Great play by Thibodeau there. It's a fantastic play. Right over the top of the bag he got there and made the quick throw to get the speedy... Rock Hill for out number two. Ball was not necessarily hit that hard either. Yeah, no, it wasn't. He just, it almost ate him up, but he had a great backhand and a plant and throw across the diamond isn't easy to do, and he made it look really easy. Well, if you played on a turf field like this, I just can't tell you the confidence it gives you for as sure. an infielder. Absolutely. Knowing that you are going to get a true hop every time. Absolutely. Pitch to Favero's over for a strike. Nate Favero batting from the left side, trying to give the Cougars an early lead here with runners in scoring position. Nate won for five last night, hit one uh, right off the pitcher's back the, for an infield single and an RBI. Favero, the senior out of Vienna, Virginia, still has really yet to get it going, hitting 240 on the air. Does not have a home run, but does have eight RBIs. Here's Machado's pitch, and Favero takes that one. That's in the dirt. Here comes the runner, Anderson, and he'll score on the wild pitch. So the Cougars up one to nothing. Good heads up running by Anderson there as he sought the ball get away from the catcher. Yeah, he had a great read. The minute they hit the dirt, he was moving towards the plate, and it didn't skip away too far. It didn't get all the way no. to the fence, but he was able to easily score. Good read. one nothing Cougars, and Favero will step back in with a 1-1 count. Joey Machado, the big right-hander, rocks and fires, and that pitches inside for a ball. Machado wearing number 33 on the jersey. He is a Richard freshman, 6'4", 215-pounder. 
out of Creighton Prep School in Omaha, Nebraska. There's a little two-hopper out to the first baseman. He's got it. He'll step on the bag at first, and the Cougars are retired in the inning. They did get one run, one hit. There was an error. One man left. We're through one complete. one nothing. Cougars over Omaha on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU Baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck. Quick oil change, emissions, and inspections. Now let's take you out to the ballpark with Brent Norton. Maverick shortstop steps in as we go to the top of the second. First pitch outside, ball one. Keel Kremwiti, he is a sophomore out of Glasgow, Montana. Played shortstop last night. Out there again tonight. There's a ball hit pretty well. Right fielder Brock Hale back a few steps. He'll make the catch for the out. One man out, and Braden Rogers will step in. Braden is the first baseman. He's a junior out of Enid, Oklahoma. Nice to see Alex Perrone with the confidence in his eyes right now and just pounding the zone and making it look easy. Rogers 0 for 3 last night, and the first pitch is down low, ball 1. Rogers and then Gam do up next. Here's the 1-0 pitch. Fastball in the outside corner. And the count goes to a ball and a strike. That ball hit pretty well. Left fielder Kringlin's going to have to come in a few steps. He's not going to get there. Bounces in front of him, and Keaton, uh, ball was not hit hard at all, but I think uh, kind of battling that sun. You can see he's got the sunglasses on, but I think either way it would have dropped in. Yeah, tough one. Got jammed on that good pitch there by Perrone. Just Keaton, like you said, battling that sun and also battling a little bit of a hamstring, so... Couldn't get there in time. First hit of the day by Omaha. And Max Gam, the second baseman, will come up. Cougars double play depth in the infield. First pitch over for a strike, as Coach Littlewood said in the pregame. You'll see the Cougar corners probably up a little bit more than you would a normal team just because of their they love to bunt on this team up and down that lineup. We saw a little bit of that last night, even when they were down 5 nothing, They were... Still bunting people around. Yeah, that's their game. They love it. Here's the 0-1. Curve ball just a little bit high for a ball. That was a close pitch right there. Looked good from here. Mike Littlewood, head coach, assisted by Trent Pratt, Brent Herring, Jeremy Thomas, and uh, Tuckett Slade, who's with me here tonight, is the director of baseball operations. Game three of the series will be played tomorrow. At 11 a.m., a little bit of an early start with Omaha having an early flight out of Salt Lake. That's going to be a little chilly during BP at 9 a.m., but uh, it'll be a beautiful day come 11, 12 o'clock. Here's the well, quick throw to first and back in safely. A couple of scores, uh, Pacific beat Indiana 2-1 to one today. That was at Indiana. Xavier is leading San Francisco 6-2 that game in the seventh. Checked his swing. He did goal. And the count goes to 2-2. And And, uh, St. Mary's, oh, San Francisco leading that one 6-2. St. Mary's and Washington State. Washington State came back and beat them last night in extra innings, and they're tied 3-3 in the seventh. That game being played up in Pullman, Washington today. 
Perrone again a throw to first base and the runner back in. This Omaha team has five stolen bases on the year. Last night about uh, 1,400 in attendance and uh, look forward to a little larger crowd here tonight. Here's the 2-2. Ball hit out to left field again. Kringlin, long run. Keaton coming. He's going to get there and make the catch. That ball was hit a little bit higher and allowed Keaton to run under it for out number two. And uh, Kringlin's already got his wind sprints in here tonight. Yes, he sure has. (laughs) My goodness. As you mentioned, battling a little bit of a hamstring issue in Hawaii, sat out a game there. He's a tough kid, though. Even when he is hurt, he never wants to tell you you're hurt because he loves playing. Two men out. Polinski steps in. He is a junior. Hitting 186 on the year. Boy, there's a quick throw to first. Almost threw it away as Perone came off. He doesn't have a soft throw to first. He's been no. throwing fastballs over to Brian Sue. Yeah, he's max effort on everything he does. Even when he is doing PFP work with the, the first baseman's in practice, he throws as hard as he can. Here's the pitch to Polinski. That's fouled back. Cougars with uh, Favero at third, Sneeman at short, Anderson at second, Sue at first. Kringlin in left, McIntyre in center, Hale in right, and uh, Clawson behind the plate. Exactly the same lineup. And uh, Kyle Dean DHing again tonight as he did last night. Here's the 0-1, swing and a miss. 0-1-2 the count. It's a real good breaking ball he's got going so far tonight. A lot of swing and misses with that pitch. No balls, two strikes, two outs. Runner at first base. And Alex Perrone's pitch, another curveball. Just checked the swing, got just a piece of it. Fouled it off the... uh, First base side. Well, there are currently nine young men in the pros who have either played or we, we count Marcus Littlewood as one. He's coached Littlewood's yeah. son. And, of course, with spring training going on, there's a lot to happen. We'll try to keep those uh, you updated on their movement. Plinsky strikes out. Second strikeout by Perone. No runs, one hit, no errors. One man left. We're through one and a half. One nothing Cougars over the Mavericks on your new skin BYU Sports Network. David Clawson leads it off. One to know the count on the Cougar catcher. Big left-handed hitter. Clawson grounds this one foul down the first baseline. So a ball and a strike to Clawson. Be followed by Kyle Dean and then Brian Sue, the three scheduled hitters up for BYU here. Bottom of the second. Cougars leading this one one to nothing. After winning game one last night, eight to one. This Omaha team is led by Evan Porter in his second year as the head coach. Pitches outside for ball two. They're starting this season out with 16 straight uh, road games. It sounds familiar. Yeah, no kidding. Cougars played their first 11, and, and usually it's it's much more than 11. They're picked fifth in the uh, Summit League. Pitch is fouled off. Two balls and two strikes to Clawson. Royal Roberts, San Diego State, San Diego, North Dakota State, Western Illinois, Omaha, and Fort Wayne are in that. Summit League. Pitches inside, and uh, I think think that ball might have hit 
Lawson. Home plate umpire going to ask for a little help now, and uh, is going to come back and retrieve the bat. He threw the bat away. It, it, it kind of bounced wildly, yeah. so it almost looked like it might have hit see. off his foot. But uh, Oh, yeah, it did. It did. Got him right on the toe. Yeah. On that left foot. Go to the replay. We'll have a base runner. Yeah, no kidding. I wish you could. 3-2 to Clawson. David hits the ball pretty well. Left fielder back now. Back a couple of more steps, and he makes the play for the out. One man out. Kyle Dean steps in. Nice to see Kyle have a couple of hits that he had yesterday. Start getting him going a little bit. Really helped this team. Dean steps in, first pitch down low, ball one. Dean, fly ball, center field, shallow center. Shortstop going out, shortstop now calling everybody off. And he makes the play for the out. So two men down for the Cougars and Brian Sue, first baseman, will come up. Sue steps in. Brian last night was uh, two for three, scored a run. He just continues to swing the bat very well, hitting uh, 469 now as he steps in. First pitch outside. Now Sue takes another one outside. Yeah, when Brian's healthy, he's shown that he can really help this team. And he's fantastic defensively at first. Sue, the junior out of San Ramon, California. Ball hit well. Center fielder going back. Not able to get there. And Sue around first base. Brian Sue's going to hold. No, yeah, he will hold at second base. Boy, there for a moment, he wanted to try to make it. Uh, Center fielder Tyler Dart, he thought he had the that ball caught, and he just kept going back, back, back until it got over his glove. So a two-out double by Sue. You know, I've, Sue's been around a couple of years, really battled injuries, and I've never seen him swing the bat. Yeah. Like, we haven't seen enough. You know, I haven't yeah, seen enough of him. Enough you probably of him. see it in yeah. practice, but he he can um, – he's a good hitter. Yeah, line drive hitter that really competes. First pitch to McIntyre is up high, ball one. So Mitch with an RBI opportunity. McIntyre, the uh, freshman out of Tooele. Stansbury High School checked his swing, went around. A ball and a strike. McIntyre last night went one for three with an RBI. Cougars banged out uh, 12 base hits last night in order in... Uh, their 8-1 win. There's a throw back. Sue almost got picked off. Shortstop, uh, Krimwili came in behind Sue, and Sue a big lead. Had to get back in there quickly. Yeah, really good pickoff move right there. It was executed really well. Sue just barely got back in there. Ball in a strike for McIntyre. Here's the pitch. That's down a little bit low for ball two. 
Peyton Kenny, one of the starters, not this weekend, threw a no-hitter earlier against Ohio this year, 4 to nothing victory, 140 pitches. So congratulations to him. Yeah, absolutely. I actually heard that he might possibly start tomorrow, that they've maybe switched their mind. Is that right? We heard a little bit last night that that, that could happen, so I wouldn't be surprised if he does start tomorrow. And the, in the notes, uh, they had uh, Jake Pennington yeah. starting. Pennington with a couple of their wins this year. Two wins and a loss. So three balls and a strike to McIntyre. Here's the pitch, and that's down low ball four. So McIntyre with a walk. Runners at first and second base for Brendan Anderson. Anderson singled his first time up. Brennan will step in. Good speed on the bases with Sue and McIntyre. And Brennan Anderson um, committed to the game hitting 308 on the year. And the first pitch is down low, and there's a quick throw down to first base, and the runner back in safely. Again, kind of a little bit of a wild throw there by Caniglia, but the first baseman made the play in foul territory to keep that from going into the right yeah. down the right field uh, corner. I like the way Omaha plays. They're always trying to find a, a runner sleeping. Anderson fouls that one down the third base side. So defensively, Rogers at first, Gam at second, Kremwili the shortstop, and Cole Thibodeau at third base. DeBonville in left, Doherty in center, and Polinski in right field, and there's a Pitch over for a strike. One ball, two strikes, the count. As Brennan Anderson steps back in, here's Machado's pitch. Anderson takes that one a little bit low. See uh, people still coming into the ballpark. A little bit of an early start here. Next week, all the games will start at 6 o'clock against Loyola Marymount and UVU. The Tuesday, Thursday, Friday games, and Saturday, of course, will be afternoon contests. Pitch to Brennan. Again, he checks a swing on a pitch outside, three and two. So runners will be moving here with two men out. And a 3-2 count on the Cougars' second baseman, Brennan Anderson. Brennan uh, suffering from a little bit of a foot injury in the offseason, but, boy, he hasn't skipped a beat. Looks good out there. Anderson hits this ball hard. That is a fair ball right over the bag at third. One runner scores. They're going to try to score the guy from first base. Here comes the throw, and he slides in safely. Anderson with a two-RBI single. McIntyre really got the Jets on from first base and scored. And the Cougars with two here in the second inning. They lead three to nothing. Yeah, with McIntyre starting because of the full count already running, I knew as soon as that ball was down the line, he's going to score. Coach was not going to hold him up. Well, this has all happened after two men were out. The double, the walk, and now the single. And now the coach for the Omaha Mavericks out to talk with uh, Joy Machado. So far, I really like what I'm seeing offensively. The whole scattering report we talked about during BP this morning was lay off the breaking ball in the dirt. 
make them throw for a strike because last night we got ourselves out a few times swinging at bad pitches and so far they've been taking that pitch and getting better pitches to hit and so far doing pretty good with it. Well, that'll bring Sneeman to the plate. Well, that ball was right over the bag. Yeah. Hit, brought some chalk up. <laughs> Passed the bag. Third base umpire right on top of it. Made the call. And that's one advantage of a four, four-man four crew. Absolutely. You've got a guy on each line all the time. First pitch down, low ball one. And it's tough for the home plate umpire to get out and get in a good angle on those balls hit like that. Oh, absolutely. If, if we didn't have a four-man crew, there would have been nobody there at third base, and it would have been a guessing game by the home plate umpire. One ball, no strikes, and that ball's hammered into center. Anderson around third base. That's a base hit. Here comes Brennan. He'll score easily, and the Cougars up four to nothing. Big two-out rally here by the Cougars. And Schneeman pounded that one right up. The gap in center field. And Anderson scored easily. It's like they're sending someone down to the bullpen. He's running down now. Nothing and that will bring Kringlin up. Nothing more frustrating than you get the first two guys out in an inning. And then all of a sudden, three runs later, thinking, what just happened? Keaton steps in. He was on by way of an error. The shortstop, shortstop made the play, but then couldn't get the ball literally out of his glove. Got stuck in the webbing. You've seen that happen. Like I, I can think of first baseman, yeah. you know, those big long the mitts big with ones, a big yeah. web. I don't know if I've ever seen a shortstop do that. Yeah, that was different. You have to maybe give the air to Rawlings for the glove. <laughs> <laughs> Pitches up high for a ball. So Kringlin with a 1-1 count. Keaton hitting 268 as he entered the day today. And Machado's pitch is well outside for ball two. Machado already up to uh, 39 pitches. And here we are just in the bottom of the second inning. Here's Machado's pitch, and Kringlin had a good cut at that one, fouled it straight back, two and two. Yeah, he'd like to have that pitch back, that's for sure. That's a ball that he can drive out of the yard. Machado again from the stretch, 2-2, runner going, pitches down low and outside, and Seaman with a stolen base, his fifth of the year. Hasn't been thrown out yet. So the count will be full three and two now to Kringlin. And here is Machado's pitch. Keaton takes that one on the outside corner. Call strike three. Cougars got three runs. They got those three runs on three hits. There were no errors. One man left. We're through two complete. Cougars four. And Omaha nothing on your Cougar, on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Hey, Cougar fans, this is outfielder Brock Hale. You're listening to BYU Baseball on New Skin BYU Sports Network. Tyler Doherty steps in. He bunts it the first pitch, bunts it down the third baseline, overcomes Favero. He picks it up and throws him out by about a half a step. So good play by Favero. As we've talked about Omaha, and they, they love to bunt the ball. That was a good one. Favero made a good play. One man out. Yeah, he almost overran it because it's kind of a weird bunt. 
kind of towards more towards shortstop. He did a good job. Adam Caniglia steps in. First pitch over for a strike. Now a foul tip at the plate. 0-2 on Caniglia. He is the number nine hitter. He was 0-2 yesterday. He is a senior out of Omaha. Right-handed hitter will step back in against Alec Prone. Looks like Caprone out there doing a little work on his glove. He's got those long laces hanging off that glove, as only a pitcher would do. Swinging, or a, uh, takes a curveball over for a strike. That is the third strikeout by Perone. Boy, he just looks very comfortable does, out there, yeah. and as you mentioned, just pounding the zone. Interesting that you mentioned about his glove, because it's actually not his glove he's using right now. It's actually Ryan Brady's glove. His glove snapped in half last week at Auburn. First pitch to the leadoff hitter, fly ball, left field, right at Kringlin. He's got it, and quickly they're retired in order. We're through two and a half, four nothing Cougars over the Mavericks on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Brock Hale leads it off for the Cougars. Bottom of the third we go, Cougars up four to nothing over the Omaha Mavericks. Uh, University of Nebraska at Omaha. Game two of this three-game set, and the next pitch is over for a strike, one and one. Hale grounded out to the third baseman his last time up. Brock uh, has been hot as of late, and that ball is torched to center. Center fielder going back and makes the catch for the out. Boy, Hale hit that hard. Yeah, he really did. But uh, Doherty able to run it down in center, and uh, Nate Favero now will step in. He... Grounded out to the first baseman his first time up there. Favero, the senior out of Vienna, Virginia. As he steps in there, he's hitting 235. And there's a little looper center field. Center fielder coming hard. And he's going to get there and make the catch. So quickly, Favero retired on one pitch. I'm telling you, Tyler Doherty has been busy out there in center field for the Mavericks. Yes, he has. That'll bring Clawson to the plate. So there's been, what, three pitches and two outs here for the Cougars in the bottom of the third, much like uh, Omaha in their half the third. Of course, two outs in the last inning. That's when the Cougars put the three on the board after two men were out, nobody on base. Clawson, a 289 hitter. And the first pitch is inside ball one. David uh, flew out to left field his first time up. Pitch from Machado's inside for ball two. Clawson, pretty much the everyday catcher. He is uh, backed up by Noah Hill, who is kind of a utility man extraordinaire. He can play anywhere. Saw him play a lot of second base last year, a little bit behind the plate. Pitches outside, ball three. And Noah's just a grinder that can really step in and play where needed. He can DH for you. There's, you know, just one yeah. of those great team guys that will do anything. Pitches over for a strike, three and one, the count. In action last night, the Washington State, as we mentioned, beat St. Mary 7-6 and 11. As Clawson fouls that one at the plate. Xavier ended up beating San Francisco 14-6 last night. And then we've given you Pacific has already beaten Indiana today. Gonzaga is at Rice tonight. 
Should be a fun game. San Diego is at Houston tonight. Clausen hits this ball hard. Second baseman unable to make the play. Ball hit really hard. I think you got to go base hit there. Went to his left and got under the glove, I think, before he even realized it. So a single by Clausen. Cougars fifth hit. And Kyle Dean comes up. Kyle Perry hits last night, a double and a single. He popped up to the shortstop his first time tonight. Here's the first pitch to Kyle Dean, and that's up high, ball one. Dean Murray, number seven on the back of that jersey. As the Cougars trying to climb above 500, they come in uh, this game six wins, six losses after playing their first 11 on the road. Dean is swinging a miss. And count goes to a ball and a strike. What a beautiful night, huh? It, it really is. Much like we had last night. Dean, a highly recruited athlete out of San Diego. Actually in his third year at BYU, but had a red shirt, a medical red shirt due to that back issue that he's had. He's had some tough luck early, that's for sure. Sure has. Seems to be pretty healthy now, though. I just got to kind of get back that confidence and, and swagger that we're used to seeing from him. Two balls and a strike. Dean steps in, and that pitch is down low for ball three. Ryan Sue is in the on-deck circle for the Cougars. The ball field here with uh, the new turf field. There's no dirt on the field. And the big giant Y in the logo in center field. Uh, and the new uh, Cougar blue outfield wall that uh, really looks great. Of course, you've got to have Coach Tuckett, Coach Pullins out there. They're adorning the left and center field alleys. Coach Tuckett, I see him in attendance at the ball game tonight. Yeah, he, he comes as much as he possibly can. I'd like to say hello to Coach Pullins if he's listening in on BYU Radio down in uh, Texas. Where he is now living. Three and two. Here's the pitch to Dean. Kyle hits this ball. Third baseman's got it. Throws to first for the out. And the Cougars are retired. No runs, one hit, no errors, one man left. We are through three complete now, 4 nothing. Cougars over the Mavericks on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU Baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck. Quick oil change, emissions, and inspections. Now let's take you out to the ballpark with Brent Norton. We'll go to the fourth inning. Cougars leading four to nothing over Omaha. As BYU scored one in the first, three in the second. And Thomas Debenville will step in. He struck out his first time up. Debenville uh, was the only runner that scored last night for Omaha as he hit one over Kringland's head and left. And then a, a wild throw by. Schneeman, and he scored as the ball ricocheted off his helmet and went into the, the stands. Two balls, no strikes to Debenville. He'll be followed by Suppenchik, who uh, was the starter last night. He's DHing tonight. And then uh, Kiel Kremwede 
2-0 pitch. That's up high for ball three. Got a four-run lead. Just need to pound the zone and make them earn everything. Here's Perone's pitch. 3-0. That's outside ball four. So a four-pitch walk to Devonville brings uh, Suppenchuk to the plate. He is an all-conference preseason DH in Suppenchuk, so we'll see what he can do. Big kid, like you mentioned last night. Last night he went two innings on the mound, gave up four hits, four runs. Walked one and uh, struck out two through 36 pitches. Slightly open stance to plate. First pitch over for a strike. Xavier beat San Francisco today 8-2. That was uh, down at San Francisco. St. Mary's and Washington State still battling 3-3. That game in the eighth inning being played at Washington State. There goes the runner. Here comes the throw from Clausen. Th- oh, he's safe. Just under the tag. The throw was a little bit high, or I think they would have had him. Yeah, I agree. Just a little too high. Devonville's second stolen base of the year. Interesting, you're down four and you're stealing bases, but uh, that's the way they play. Boy, he beat it by just a, a fraction. As you can see on that replay, if you're watching on the WTV. Ball line foul. Off the right side. Cougars four runs, five hits. Omaha no runs on one base hit. Uh, CSUN beat Pepperdine today 6-1. So uh, Cal State Northridge, who Cougars uh, took three or four from, coming back playing very, very well. Curveball just missed inside. You know, I think Clausen was set up on the outside yep. part of the plate, and the ball, I think, was over the inside corner. But it, I think uh, the umpire didn't, you know, I mean, when you're set up and you don't hit your spot, you're not going to get a whole lot of calls. Yeah, it's tough. It looked like a good pitch, though. Here's the pitch, and that's outside. Three and two. Perone coming into today's game. Had thrown six innings, given up four hits, had walked four, and struck out one on the season. All in relief. 3-2 pitch fouled off again. Really defensive swing right there. Just barely got a piece of that. You see Irvine is at Portland later today. Uh, Valparaiso was at LMU. Sac State is at Santa Clara. So those are the other games being played in the conference. Pitch off the plate. So two consecutive walks by Perone. Runners at uh, first and second. And Keel Kermwiti will step in. And you, I mean, if they stay with what they would normally do, you'd think he'd be bunting to try to move those guys up. Yeah, I mean, they play inning by inning and try to scratch around a run an inning. So by that account, they're going to, I mean, I'd be shocked if they don't bunt here. Kermwiti, uh 6'2", 210, sophomore out of uh, Glasgow, Montana. He is the shortstop for the Mavericks, and he'll step in. 
Well, Cougars definitely thinking bunt as both the first and third baseman are in quite a ways pulled in. Kermweedy flew out to right field his first time up. He's squaring a bunt. Sue coming hard from first base, and the pitch now he pulls it back, slashes, and fouls one off. Yeah, yeah. He always wonder with that when he put, when he turns around so early that you're thinking, ah, here comes the slash, here it comes. I'd hate to be Sue running in there. Yeah, as an infielder, there's no worse feeling than being about 30 feet from home plate and seeing a guy swing away. Yeah. Oh one one again he's squaring to bunt. This time he tries to oh it gets away from Clausen up and over the glove of Clausen came off the tip of the glove back to the screen, so the runners advance. Looked like Clausen again. We've seen him a little bit this year, kinda Yeah. You know, That's... take a look at the runners instead of uh, you know focusing on catching that ball. It didn't look like that quite that bad of a pitch. No, it should have been caught. He that, definitely. That, that's definitely a pass ball. Yeah, definitely. So Kermweedy steps in. Cougars back in the infield. What a good curveball there drops in. You can see that uh, back knee from the hitter back off as he was fooled on that pitch. One and two. And right here, Perone really looking for a strikeout. Yeah, need it right here really bad. Here's the pitch, another curveball. This one hit pretty well. Center fielder going back, McIntyre. He's there, makes the catch. A run will score on the sacrifice. So Kermweedy picks up the sacrifice fly RBI. And the Mavericks are on the board. The runner at second base, Supinchuk, moved up to third base on the ball that was hit just short of the warning track in center field. And that will bring Braden Rogers up. He, uh, He singled his first time up. Like Blake Inouye is in the bullpen for the Cougs getting loose. First pitch over for a strike. Good fastball at 89 from Rogers. And that's a line drive. Base hit into right field. Another run scores. 4-2 to two now the score as... Rogers picks up his second hit, first RBI of the series, and uh, Omaha's put two on the board here. And that will bring Max Gam to the plate, second baseman. He flew out to left. Mike Littlewood out of the uh, dugout and uh, hasn't made the call yet. Normally, if he's made his mind up, he'll make the call about yeah. halfway there, but uh, he's out just. Uh, Want to talk with Prone? I'm sure they'd like to get Alex at least through five here. Prone has thrown uh, 44 pitches today, so uh, still plenty left in the tank. Those walks are what got him yeah, in trouble. Two walks and good situational hitting by Omaha, and this lead's cut in half. So Coach Littlewood returning to the dugout. Prone still on the hill, and Blake Inouye still out in the bullpen throwing. Nothing worse than when you look on the scorebook and you see they just scored two runs in an inning only on one hit so far. It's frustrating. Max Gam, right-handed hitter. 
Steps in. Here's the first pitch, and that is over for a call strike. Max Gam uh, looking for his first hit of the series. He was 0 for 3 last night. And uh, flew out to uh, left field his first time here tonight. Perone throws the first, and back in safely is Rogers. This team was picked fifth in their conference in the Summit League in the preseason. Here's the 0-1 just off the plate. One ball and one strike. Gam out of uh, Woodbury, Minnesota. He's a freshman. 5'11", 150. Here's the 1-1. That ball hit out to Schneeman. Could be two. One to second for one. Anderson's relay to first in time for the double play. 6-4-3. So Perone gets out of the jam here. He does give up two, two runs on just one hit. No errors and nobody left on base. We are through three and a half. 4-2 Cougars over the Mavericks on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Brian Sue steps in on the second pitch he sees here in this at bat. Brian Sue, just another base hit. Getting used to that, Sue. Uh-huh. Really swinging the bat here this year for the Cougars is an average now hitting 500 on the year for Sue. Good for Sue. Mitch McIntyre walked and scored his last time up. McIntyre, the freshman out of Tooele, steps in. Sue, good speed at first base, and McIntyre squares the bunt, files it back into the catcher, and the count will be at 0-1. Cougars need to uh, battle back and give up two in the top. They need to like to answer that. McIntyre hitting 256, true freshman out of uh, Stansbury High School. Was one for three last night. That pitch is outside. A ball and a strike. That bunt attempt that he fouled back on the first pitch. It's the one thing Coach Littlewood's been talking to him a bunch about is, is really working in his bunny. He's got great speed. You can steal a lot of hits. Third baseman about even with the bag. Yeah. So, he, you know, they watched McIntyre score on that uh, double down the left field line from first base. They know he can fly, and they've seen him enough in the outfield. Yeah. So third baseman just about even with the bag. That pitch down low in the dirt. Sue is going to try to advance to second base, and he's going to be thrown out. Boy, good play there by Canigli. The catcher popped up off of his uh, chest protector. Boy, he was like a cat, pounced on it and made the quick throw and easily threw Sue out. So one man out. McIntyre steps back in, and Mitch uh, fouls that pitch off. Coach Littlewood thought there were a couple of instances the other night where BYU... Made a couple of base running errors. Just mental things, you know. Yep, those are stuff you got to clean up. Swing and a miss. McIntyre goes down on strikes. Two men out. And Brennan Anderson is two for two. With a pair of RBIs and a pair of runs scored. Anderson's average now at 341. After the two for two performance so far here tonight. 
Anderson fouls that pitch off. Brennan, second baseman, third team uh, preseason All-American. Takes that pitch inside, a ball and a strike. He's kind of the catalyst offensively. He He gets things going for the Cougars. Gets on base, has good speed. Pitches up high for ball two. We're scoring a lot of runs. It's usually because he's doing his job of getting on base, and he does a fantastic job of driving in runs as well as a leadoff hitter. 2-1 pitch. Anderson takes that one up high, ball three. I want to say he had 20-something doubles last year as a leadoff hitter, which is pretty impressive. And he had some home runs, too. Yeah, he did. He's got some good pop. Haven't seen one yet this year, but swing and a miss, three and two. Playing very deep left fielder, Thomas Devonville, way out there, about five feet in front of the warning track. And here's the pitch. That's up high for ball four. So Anderson with a two-out walk. And that will bring uh, Schneeman to the plate. Daniel Schneeman grounded out and his single in the game. Does have an RBI, his uh, eighth of the year. Also has a stolen base, number five for Daniel, as he will come up. First pitch uh, pops out of the catcher's glove, but pitches outside for ball one. Neiman slightly open stance at the plate. And here's the pitch. Neiman pops it up. Right fielder coming in. Second baseman going out. Second baseman is going to be there, and he'll make the play for the out. And the Cougars are retired here in the fourth. No runs, one hit, no errors. One man left. We're through four complete. 4-2 Cougars over the Mavericks on your new skin, BOU Sports Network. What's up, Cougar Nation? This is uh, Keaton Kringlin, outfielder on the BYU baseball team. And you are listening to the New Skin BYU Sports Network. Go Cougars. In a way, he's going to take over on the mound for Alex Perone. So Perone went uh, four innings, gave up two runs on two base hits. And both the runs that were scored were walks. So I'm sure Perone's in there beating himself up about that. As in a way, his first pitch is fouled off, strike one. Yeah, other than uh, the two walks, he really... Had a really good start. 0-1 the count. In a way, a transfer out of Southern Nevada. Out of Las Vegas. And that pitch is over for a strike. No balls in, two strikes. Ben Polinski, the right fielder, the hitter. Here is the 0-2. Swinging strike three. Polinski goes down for the second time in the ballgame, and that will bring up uh, Tyler Doherty. Mark Inouye is uh, Blake's father. He played here at uh, BYU from 82 to 85, so keeping it in the family. Now uh, third base umpire came in and had something to say to Inouye. And yeah, they have a new rule in college baseball about your shoulders and how they have to be turned to a certain angle. And if uh, 
they're not turned in the right angle and straight towards home, it can be considered a balk. When you're starting your windup? Yeah, so when you're in the when you're in the full windup, that way they know for a fact that you're in the full or the half. You have to have your shoulders faced a certain direction. In the past, you could see guys in the full windup kind of turn their shoulders towards third. Yeah. Well, that looks like you're in the half windup, so you have to be more towards home. And if not, it can be a box. So I think they are trying to specify what uh, what that could be. Well, third base umpire Ruben Candelaria came in, and and in a way. And that's exactly what they're talking about. They're yeah. talking about his shoulders yeah. being kind of squared up to home plate. Is that a new rule this year? Yeah, it was an emphasis this year put in. They tried it a little bit last year, but not a lot of the umpires were enforcing it last year. But we got another video again this year saying that they want to make sure. And, and it's a really ticky-tacky rule because it's, it's, it's an interpretation by the umpire because some, some guys it's a little bit, some guys it's a lot. But uh, I can tell Coach wasn't happy about it, but... So now you got to put that in the back of Blake's head that he has to think yeah. about something he doesn't need to think about while he's pitching. He's been doing it all season hasn't been told once. So, well, One man out in a way. We'll now face uh, Tyler Doherty, who grounded out to the third baseman his first time up there. And the first pitch is inside ball one. In a way played uh, down in Las Vegas and then uh, on to... College of Southern Nevada. I think that's down in Henderson. Good baseball program down there, and that ball's fouled off. Uh, their most uh, their their alumnus that everybody knows, Bryce Harper. Yeah, absolutely. What, what, Sixteen years old was going yeah, to yeah, no kidding. going to see uh, College of Southern Nevada. Thirty four home runs as a sixteen yeah. year old. Here's the one one pitch. Ball grounded foul over near the Cougar dugout. We've talked a little about the infrastructure here. Of course, the turf, the heated turf, it's the only one in, in its existence. There are several schools that have this turf like this that don't have any dirt. I mean, yeah. last uh, at uh, Hawaii, it was like this, except it was a, uh, there's a base hit up the middle, except they had dirt on the mound. When I, you know, Portland, uh, San Francisco, they're all... Yeah. Uh, building fields or replacing fields with this turf. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of a trend in baseball for a lot of different reasons, and mostly it's so that the in those climates that have a little bit more moisture that it can be playable. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I talked to Coach Littlewood uh, earlier today about, uh, hey, you going to do anything defensively different, bring the infield doesn't have to come in quite as far or you know, the outfield maybe to take a gap away or something. He goes, you know, really, he says, from practicing on it and from and uh, being on it for a couple of months, he says, I think it really does play like truer, you know, just like a real true yeah. uh, dirt and grass infield and outfield. Here's the 1-0 pitch. Fly ball, Brock Hill, long run. Brock is not going to get there, and that's a fair ball. That will be a double for the hitter, Adam Caniglia. And so runners at second and third base, one man out, top of the order now, and Cole Thibodeau. Yeah, just a fly ball down the right field line. It just kept basically tailing down the line away from Brock to where it barely landed. What do you think, a couple feet fair there? Yeah, it wasn't very fair. I mean, yeah, maybe a couple feet and about, what, Yeah. five feet in front of the wall. Yeah. So Omaha battling back here with two in the fourth and uh, again with base runners on here in the fifth inning. Cougars back in the infield, willing to give up the run for the ground ball out. And the first pitch from Inouye is outside ball one. 
Cougars have got some activity up in the pen. Looks like a left-hander beginning to throw. Here's the 1-0. Off-speed pitch, swing and a miss. One ball and one strike. Thibodeau was uh, one for six in the series. He's 0 for two today. He's flown out twice, once to center, once to left. Thibodeau, a sophomore out of the Omaha area. There's a ground ball hit right at Sneeman. Daniels up. He's going to throw to third and get that lead runner. Good play by Sneeman. The run did score, but Sneeman heads up through to Favero, who threw uh, the base runner out. Yeah, anytime you can get a lead runner, it's a, it's a good way to get that out to, to run out. It's going to take a, a double to score runner, at least two hits. So good play by Schneeman. RBI for Thibodeau. That's his sixth of the year. He's at first base. Doherty scores, and uh, there are two men out. And Thomas uh, DeBonville steps in, and he grounds one down to Favero. Takes it on kind of a middle hop. Plenty of time to throw him out. So Omaha comes back with one run on two hits, no errors, and one man left. We are through four and a half now. 4-2 Cougars over the Mavericks on your new skin BYU Sports Network. Keith Kringlin will lead it off. He swings and misses at the first pitch. So Keaton looking for his first hit of the night. That pitch is down low, one and one. Keaton on him by way of an error. Shortstop uh, in the first struck out looking in the second inning. Here's the pitch, and Kringlin fouls that one off. Keaton not quite in the groove yet. No, he hasn't got there yet, and got to really get him going before we get into conference play because we're going to need him. Here's the one, two, the ball hit up the middle, base hit by Kringlin. So Keaton leads off the fifth with a single. Brock Hale will come up. He's 0 for 2. Hale hitting 265 on the year. Leads the Cougars with uh, four home runs. Nobody else has more than one. And Hale with 11 RBIs, also the RBI leader. As Joey Machado in his fifth inning of work. Pitches down low. Boy, I'll tell you. Canigli, the catcher, you got he's not a very big kid, but he, he blocks the ball very well, and he just got cat-like reflexes back yeah, there he, when, he when the hard. ball's bouncing around him. He's, uh, you can't take it for granted when uh, the ball's down in the dirt, pitches down low. Yeah, I mean, we tried to steal a base early with a ball in dirt, and he picked it up so fast and threw out Sue. It was like, wow, man, that kid can really play back there. Good defender. Brock Hale, the... Senior out of Mesa, Arizona, steps back in. Brock hit 395 last year. That was his final tally. Really had a good year battling, battling through a knee injury that cost him about three or four weeks of the season. So two balls and a strike to Brock Hale. And here's the pitch. That pitch is down low. Again, blocked by the catcher, and the count goes to three and one. Interesting thing, people say, oh, 395, and he didn't play a couple weekends. Well, the weekends he didn't play were against the bottom third of the league, and that's the he could have really tore those guys up. Yeah. It could have been 410 with maybe three or four more home runs. 
Three balls and a strike. That pitch is down low, ball four. So a single and a walk, and the Cougars have runners in first and second base. And Favero coming up. Well, and the thing with Hale is just, I mean, he came back way early yeah, from that knee injury. Yeah. DH'd a little bit and kind of, for, you know, had a little bit of a limp the entire year. I mean, just an incredible effort by Brock and to maintain that type of ability and that type of uh, batting average, really remarkable. Absolutely. Coach uh, for uh, Omaha out now, and that might be it for Machado. Hasn't made a move to the bullpen yet, but there are a couple of guys down there throwing. Yes, the pitching coach, so you never know if he's going to go or not, but really need to find a way to answer the last two innings of them scoring. Cougars led four to nothing through three, and then Omaha scored one in the fourth, one in the fifth. It's a four to three game. Cougars have out hit the Mavericks seven to four. They're going to stay with Machado here. I, you know, I I can't tell. You know the pitching coach, and but uh, without seeing the number, it's tough to tell. Yeah. Tommy Steyer, right-handed uh, right-handed pitcher, infielder, freshman. Is throwing number five in the pen. First pitch to uh, Favero's well outside, ball one. Kind of shows you the different style of team here where we got Favero up with first and second nobody, and he's not scoring a bunt here. We're trying to drive ball in the gap when Omaha's definitely would be bunting right here. One ball, no strikes. Here's the pitch. Favero hits this ball. First baseman's got it, throws to... Second for one, the return to first, not in time. Favero hustling down the line, just beat the throw. So Kringla moves to third base. Hale retired 1-6 on the putout. And Favero at first base on a fielder's choice now. So runners at the corners. And Clausen coming to the plate. First pitch to Clausen's down low, ball one. David Clausen, sophomore, Dana Point, California. He was a draft pick by the New York Yankees. Decided to come to BYU, had a good year last year as a freshman, and continuing that on, there's a fly ball. Right fielder going over down near the bullpen of Omaha, and that ball will land in the bullpen area. So a ball and a strike to Clausen, who was one for two today. David hitting an even 300 as he steps in. Clausen saw a lot of long home runs off this kid's bat last year. Yeah, we did. And that pitch is a little bit low. He's very talented. He was projected as a you know top five round draft pick out of high school and had a really high signing bonus number that he would only sign for a certain amount and kind of why he slipped late but he has all the tools to be really good here's the pitch to Clausen. that's down low ball three Kyle Dean in the on deck circle three balls and a strike pitch to Clausen down low ball four so Cougars are going to load him up here for Kyle Dean. 
Well, we are going to get a pitching change now. We'll take a two-minute break. Be back with more Cougar Baseball on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Okay, Jacobson will come on to pinch it for Kyle Dean going against the righty Tommy Steyer. So Jacobson, the uh, young man of uh, Texas. Still looking for his first yep. first hit first, as a Cook, but yep. he's uh, had some good hard contact early in the year just right at people. He's had eight at-bats and one RBI as uh, Jacobson swings and misses at a off-speed pitch, 74 mile an hour on that one. Okay, Jacobson. Uh, 5'10", 165-pounder out of Flower Mound, Texas, and that pitch is up high. One ball, one strike. Cougars have got the bases loaded here. They lead 4-2. As we play the fifth inning here at Larry Miller Field in Provo. On really what has turned out to be a great week for baseball. Pitch, that gets away from the catcher. Here comes Gringland. And he slides in safely. Keaton didn't have a real good jump on that one, and the catcher back picked the ball up but uh, couldn't uh, get the ball back to home plate in time, so the Cougars score a run, lead 5-3. Yeah, interesting thing, too, that kind of came in play there is the new pads are a little more bouncier than the old ones, and that bounce back pretty good, gave the catcher a shot. Almost had a play. Well, the Cougars have scored two runs on... A couple of wild pitches here tonight. 2-1 count to Jacobson. That's up high, ball three. Steyer on the year. Has had three appearances. Has thrown two and two-thirds. Has given up two hits. No runs. And the pitch to Jacobson way inside for ball four. So another walk. And the Cougars have got him loaded again with Favero at third, Clausen at second, and Jacobson at first base. And Brian Sue is two for two on the day. Sue hitting an even 500 on the year for the Cougars. He now has 17 hits and 34 plate appearances. And Sue foul knobs that one uh, right off the end of the bat over near the Omaha dugout point of the game here. It really, you need a big hit, and an extra base hit here could really break this thing open. No balls and a strike. Sue, the first baseman for the Cougars, steps back in. Here's the pitch. Brian takes that one inside. Ball and a strike. Pitch to Sue is down low. Two and one the count. Brian Sue, a junior out of San Ramon, California. Steps in and he takes that one up high for ball three. Three and one. Steyer, that fastball at 86, but uh, just can't seem to quite locate that pitch right now. Yeah, fastball's missed up and in or down every time, and the slider's been down, so really doesn't have a lot to confident pitch to go to. 
Great there's, only, there's only been one hit in the inning. Yeah. Uh, that yeah. was by the leadoff hitter, Kringlin. There's been three walks, and the Coors have scored a run. There's still one man out. And Sue will step back in. That ball's grounded down to the third baseman. He's got it. He'll throw to first for the out. I thought he might come home. Yeah, I did too. He could have. He had time, but instead he threw across the field. The Cougars score another run. Sue grounds out 5-3, picks up the RBI. As Favero scores from third base. And now McIntyre steps in with runners at second and third and two men out. So Mitch McIntyre comes to the plate with two men out, and that pitch is outside for ball one. Cougars six runs on seven hits. And here's Steyer's pitch. That's outside ball two. Steyer wears number five, 5'11", 160 out of Elkhorn, Nebraska. Fastball on the outside corner for a strike. Yeah, I mean, to have only one hit this inning and walk three guys and only give up two runs is pretty good for Steyer in relief. Find a way. 2-1 pitch. Ball foul at the plate. And the count uh, evens up at two balls and two strikes. Top of the order due up next. If McIntyre was able to find his way on. Here's the pitch. McIntyre that takes that one down low. Ball three. McIntyre, left-hander. Steps in, and here is the pitch. And that's swung on and missed for strike three. And that'll do it for the Cougars in the inning. They got one run on one hit. There were uh, no errors and two runners left. We are through five complete now. 6-3 Cougars over Omaha on your new skin BYU Sports Network. BYU Baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck. Quick oil change, emissions, and inspections. Now let's take you out to the ballpark with Brent Norton. Grant Supachek will lead it off for Omaha. First pitch from Inouye's down low ball one. Supachek... uh, Walked his last time up and came around to score. 6-3 the score. Cougars leading the Mavericks. Ball grounded right out to Sue. He's got it at first base, and he'll step on the bag for the out. Keel Kermweedy will come up now. Kermweedy is 0-for-1. Had a sacrifice fly his last time up. Flew out to uh, Brock Hale in right. His first time up there in the second inning. And in a way, the set, and the pitch is over for a strike. 88 miles an hour on that fastball. 
Here's the 0-1. Ball hit right at Schneeman. Daniel has got it, and he throws the first for the out. So ball hit right to the shortstop. Schneeman for BYU. Two men out. And Braden Rogers, who is two for two with an RBI, comes up. Playing see uh, Schneeman there. Just a great hands, good arm, very quick release. He really can play shortstop, man. Really good. Swing and a miss to Rogers. And the count goes to 0-1. Rogers out of Enid, Oklahoma. Couple of score updates. That pitch is over for a strike 0-2. Gonzaga leading Rice 4-0. That game in the top of the third. San Diego Houston scoreless in the third. St. Mary's came back, beat Washington State 4-3. Ball hit again to Schneeman. He's got it. He'll throw the first for the out, and that'll do it. Quickly, the Mavericks retired here in the sixth. We're through five and a half. Cougars six, Mavericks three on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Top of the order for the BYU Cougars. Brennan Anderson steps in. He's two for two with a pair of RBIs and two runs scored. And he's also walked once in the ball game. And the first pitch up high, ball one. Anderson, Schneeman, and Kringlin up here in the sixth. Anderson fouls that pitch off. A little out in front of that one. That was like corkscrewed off the end. He was so out in front. Have to throw that one in the BP bucket. Good curveball by Styers. A call strike. It's the first one of his outing that he's been able to throw for a strike. He's been spiking that last inning. Here's the one-two. Anderson swings and misses, goes down on strikes. We were talking about this Omaha team. They've played some good schools. Every game they've been right in, lost by maybe two, three, four runs. Yeah. They're a scrappy little team that they believe and they compete and they play their game. The 8-1 score last night was by far the biggest loss they had had the entire year. First pitch to Steeman's outside ball one. Uh, Daniel hitting 275. He's one for three today with an RBI. Styers, uh, 87 mile an hour fastballs outside for ball two. Here's the pitch to Schneeman, a swing and a miss. Two and one the count. Two balls and a strike. Here's the pitch to Schneeman, and that's just off the plate. Really good take there by Schneeman. Change up running away. It's a tough pitch sometimes to take. Pitch to Sneeman up high, ball four. So Sneeman on first base and uh, Kringlin coming up. Uh, Kringlin single his last time up. Kringlin 
Kringland steps to the plate. One for three today. And the first pitch to the Cougar left fielder is up high, ball one. Keaton, uh, all-conference performer last year. Of course, a preseason pick to repeat that. And here's the 1-0 pitch. Kringlin fouls it straight back. And the count evens up at a ball and a strike. Yeah, got a oh. Not sure what happened. They've got a somebody coming out of the dugout. Oh, he wants some rosin. There's no rosin out at the uh, so the pitcher Steyer and the uh, Omaha one of the coaches brought it out to him. Kind of a you know it's getting cooler yeah, as is, the night yeah. goes on. It might hold uh, the ball. Help to grab the baseball. I saw him holler at the coach and start walking to the dugout. Usually means he might be injured or something. Yeah. I didn't know what was going on. Here's the 1-1. Runner going. Kringlin hammers one down the left field line. That's a fair ball. Schneeman will hold at third base. Kringlin will end up with a double. So Kringlin looked like maybe off the fist. Really didn't yeah. hit it that hard, but right down the line. Well, hit and run called, and he did a really good job of, of you know putting that ball in play in a spot where no one was. So runners at second and third for Hale coming up with one man out. Cougars scored one in the first, three in the second, two in the fifth, and they are threatening here in the bottom of the sixth. Hale 0 for 2. He walked his last time up. And the first pitch to Brock is up high for a ball. Hale, right-handed hitter. Pretty spread out in the box. And here's the 1-0 pitch, and that's down low ball two. Brock has one of the most simple, simple loads and swing that I've seen in a long time. His hands are real small, silent, not a ton of movement. And, boy, can he generate some power. Big kid, six foot, a little over 200 pounds. 2-0 pitch, that's outside ball three. Now 3-0, see what Coach Mike Littlewood probably has him, gives him the green light here, I would think. Uh, he definitely will with Brock. He trusts Brock because Brock's really disciplined and usually swings at strikes. Here's a 3-0. Hale takes that one on the outside corner, 3-1 and one the count. That situation's got to be a pitch you really feel like you can drive. For sure. Really picky. Three and one the count. Here's the pitch to Hale. Swing and a miss. Three and two. Looked like a little late on that swing. Yeah, a little curveball fooled him a little bit. So three and two the count. Here's the pitch to Hale. That's down low ball four. So the Kurs have loaded him up here. A walk, a double, and another walk. And Favero coming to the plate. And it doesn't look like they're going to make a pitching change here with the lefty Favero coming up. Steyer 
has walked a couple of guys in the meeting in the inning and has also given up a double. Yeah, they're going to stay with Steyer. I like a head coach that takes a mound visit and he hustles on and off, doesn't take his sweet time. Evan Porter, second year as the head coach after being an assistant for four years at uh, Omaha. So Favero up there with an RBI opportunity. And the first pitch to Nate, that's down low ball one. Starts him out. It looked like a straight change. Yeah. Cougars have had several opportunities this year. We kind of blow games open and just haven't come up with a big hit. We'll see what Favero can do here. And he hammers one deep right field. That ball is a fair ball right on the line. One run scores. Two run scores. Here comes Brock Hale. He'll score. And Favero slides into third base safely. A three RBI triple. Cougars lead 9-3. I think that ball hit right on the line. We'll see if we can get a replay there. So Favero motoring around second base. You can see him there if you're watching on the WTV sliding into third base safely just in front of the tag. Big. You just just asked for a big hit, right? (laughs) And he got one. He got a pitch to hit. and Boy, strategically placed perfect on the line, but a great swing. 9-3 9-3 now, and uh, David Clawson steps in, fouls the first pitch at the at the plate. Malik Moore beginning to throw. He's a left-hander for the Mavericks. As the Cougars have put uh, three on the board here. Clawson, a big swing and a miss, 0-2. And yeah. right here with the infield back, boy, David, just oh, yeah. a ground ball somewhere is going to get you an RBI. and Cheap RBI. Get the Cougars... Uh, they don't have the scoreboard right. It should be 9-3, to three, not 8-3. Uh, There's the ball hit right back to the pitcher. He's got it on one hop, and he'll throw to first for the out. So Clawson grounds out 1-3, and that will uh, leave it up to uh, McKay Jacobson. He came in for Dean and walked his first time up. Jacobson steps in. And Stars first pitch is up high, ball one. Really pulling from McKay here. Great kid, works hard. Just wanted to do well here. Popped up. Should be playable. Catcher coming back. Now that's going to find the seats. That ball landed and back bounced up into the crowd. 1,362 in attendance, uh, just a little more than we had last night. If you're listening to the broadcast tomorrow, 11 a.m. here, we'll be on BYU Radio and also ESPN 960. Ball hammered, second baseman goes over, knocks it down, picks it up, throws the first in time for the out. Great play by Gam out there to Rob Jacobson of a base hit. Cougars score three runs. They get those three runs on two hits. There were no errors. One man left. We're through six complete. 9-3 Cougars over the Mavericks on your new skin BYU Sports Network. Hey, BYU baseball fans. You are listening to BYU Baseball on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Here's Brent Norton. Go Cougs. 
We go to the seventh inning. Cougars up 9-3. Blake Inouye on the hill for BYU. And the first pitch to Max Gam is swung on and missed for a strike. Cougars have a new center fielder, Jarrett Perns. He is a J.C. transfer out of Southern Nevada. Came up with uh, Inouye. And he's taken over for McIntyre in center. Perns wearing number five on that jersey. Here's the 0-2. Swinging strike three. I think a certain section got a Looks like it. T-shirt if there was a strikeout right there. and That's what all the noise was about. One man out. And Ben Polinski will come up. Here's the pitch. Fastball just missed inside. Boy, you really have to like Inouye and just his demeanor on the mound. Very calm, cool. Yep. I know he just kind of walked onto the team and uh, showed the coaching staff. uh, He's got what it takes. There's a ground ball right at Sneeman. Daniel's got it, and he'll throw him out easily. He was was the actual closer for his junior college team for two years, um, and uh, they went to the Junior College World Series last year. He's got really good stuff. You know, it was 86 to 88 mile an hour fastball. But he has a really, really good changeup and a kind of a Bugs Bunny curveball that's tough to hit. But he throws a lot of strikes, and Coach really trusts him. Tyler Doherty now steps in. He is one for two today, ground out in a single. And there's a fly ball down the right field line. That ball is a foul ball. But there's been a lot of activity down in that corner of the last couple innings for both teams as that's where Favero's triple landed. That drove in three in the last inning. That ball couldn't have been any closer, huh? It was kind of hooking away from the line. Yeah. I thought it might be foul. I'll t- we'll take it, right? <laughs> no balls in a strike to Doherty. Pitches down low. One and one, the count will be back on the air tomorrow at 11. Uh, both uh, ESPN 960 and BYU Radio will have that game. Here's the 1-1 one, one. inside. Uh, next week, there will be four games here in Provo. Utah Valley comes in on Tuesday at 6, and then Gonzaga on, uh, or LMU, I believe. LMU first. Yeah, uh, LMU uh, and the, then Gonzaga. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. pitch is down low ball three. And LMU lost their ace. They lost their number one. They lost their two guys out of their three rotation arms. Obviously, Abbott being the pitcher of the year last year, which is tough to replace, but they got a couple of bullpen arms that moved into the the starting rotation that are power arms, and they're they're, they're playing good baseball. Their games are close against some really good teams this year. The record might not show it. Yeah, they're 3-10 on the year. Yeah. But close, close games that they've lost against some really good teams. Tough schedule. 3-2 pitch. Well, you're down, uh, for those of you listening in LMU, right next to LAX. So Yeah. A hand, uh, maybe more than a handful of great baseball schools right within. Absolutely. You know, half an hour, hour ride. Absolutely. And LMU has never uh, shied away from playing a tough schedule. 
as Doherty walks, well, two-out walk. And they're going to come in here a little angry because we sent them home last year. Their last loss of the season, end of their season. So they want to come and get a little revenge. Valparaiso is visiting LMU this weekend before the uh, conference series starts uh, next week, or, yeah, next uh, weekend. First pitch from Inouye is outside ball one. Feels like it's a week early for the conference to start this year, which for us it is because last year we had our bye on the opening weekend, so we had another preseason weekend. But it feels outside. It does feel early. It does. You know, we've been going, well, at CSUN, at Hawaii, at Auburn, so this is, you know, we're a month into it after this series. So it's time. It is. 2-0 pitch hit pretty well. Hearns out in center field, comes in and gets a play quickly. He makes the play for the out. And the Mavericks are retired. No runs, hits, or errors. One man left. We're through six and a half. Nine-three Cougars over the Mavericks on your new skin BYU Sports Network. Pitcher for the uh, Mavericks, Andrew Brighton, a junior left-hander out of uh, Nashville, Michigan. Lansing Community College, and he's a junior. So Brighton into the ball game. Brighton, uh, no wins or loss this year. This will be his fourth appearance, 6.75 earned run average. And he will face uh, Brian Sue. Also a couple of other changes defensively. We'll go over those as it looks like uh, head coach there for the Mavericks has made a few changes. Sue takes the first pitch over for a call strike one. That pitch is outside. One and one the count on Sue, who is two for three today. Has an RBI and a run scored. And there's a ball hit into the hole at, between short and third. No play made as the uh, shortstop, Cromwelly, went over, put the mitt down. His mitt flew off. Yeah. The ball stayed uh-huh. right under him. Yeah, Mitt de- went about 20 feet up in the air. That was pretty interesting. Yeah, he definitely wouldn't have been able to throw him out just because Sue can really run. But uh, that was interesting. Stepped right on it and kicked it in the air. I don't know if I've ever seen a glove. I've seen fielders throw gloves yeah. at balls, but I've never seen a, Kick a glove yeah, yeah. fly off uh, with a kid kicking it. As Jarrett Perns, uh, his first at bat here of the night. And Perns hammers one into right center field. That's in for a base hit. Sue will move up to third base easily. So Jarrett Perns, I'll tell you, gets an opportunity. First pitch swinging and lines one to right. Yeah, great job, Jarrett, coming in and ready to play. Came in on defense and made a play. And first pitch he sees, great swing. Jarrett Perns had had 11 at-bats before that one. Had three hits and one RBI. So Perns... Gets an opportunity. And it's a really good singles. little player. Really, really good outfielder with a good arm. And top of the order, Brennan Anderson steps in. First pitch. Curveball drops in for a strike. Here's Brighton's pitch, and that's fouled at the plate. Henry Wittron is the new catcher. So Wittron in behind the plate. And we're trying to 
see if we've got any more changes. As Anderson steps back in, 0-2 the count. That ball gets away from the catcher. Here comes the runner, and he'll score easily. Brian Sue scores. As the ball got away. That's the third pass ball now yep. that we scored on today. As Whitron just couldn't uh, grab it. Cougars now 10-3 the lead. Perrins moves up to second base. And Anderson steps back in. Here's the 1-2 pitch. Well outside ball two. Two balls, two strikes to Brennan Anderson with Schneeman on deck. Anderson fouls this one down the third base side. And the count remains at two and two. So they just switched the outfielders. They put Devonville from left to center, and they put Doherty from center to left. Interesting. And the 2-2 to Anderson. That's inside. Ball three. Still nobody out here in the bottom of the seventh. Cougars have added a run. They've scored in every inning but the third and the fourth so far here tonight. As Brighton, the third pitcher to come on, looks at second base, did not make the throw. Andrew Brighton, the lefty, rocks and fires. That ball's hit hard. Second baseman over to his right, makes the play and throws Anderson out. The runner does move up to third base, so a good job there by Brennan hitting behind that base runner, moving him up. Yeah, really good situational hitting there by B. One man out, Sneeman steps in. Daniel one for three with a walk. He scored a run and has an RBI. Now Omaha kind of brings their infield about halfway in. And the first pitch to Sneeman, a swing and a miss for strike one. They did this last night, too. You think they're going to play fully, and I really think they're worried about the quickness of the turf because it's a weird kind of in. It's not yeah, it's, normal. It's double play depth, yeah, basically. Exactly. Maybe a step inside of double play depth as Sneeman swings and misses. Which, oh, and two. Which with, you know, a ball that's still hit at them, Perns is going to score. And now they and now they back up deep. So, interesting. With two strikes, you think you would actually come shallower. Pitch is down low. A ball and two strikes to Sneeman. Daniel... With one man out, just really trying to make contact here. Hit a ground ball somewhere, and you're going to pick up a run. Yeah. As they've moved back in the infield. Now, that's just interesting, yeah. down by seven runs. Yeah. Well, especially with two strikes. Usually with two yeah. strikes, they know they're going to shorten up, but you would definitely want your infielders playing in. 2-2. Two, two. Sneeman grounds one foul down the first base side. This was the my favorite time to hit as a hitter right here, just the guaranteed RBI. Just roll over to second base.
Sneeman steps back in. Two balls, two strikes. And Sneeman lifts one into center field. Right fielder coming over. He's going to make the catch. That should be plenty deep. Burns, good speed, able to score easily. And Cougars score another one. It's now 11-3. Gives Sneeman another RBI, his second of the day. Ninth of the year. And now the bases are empty. And Kringlin steps in. Just a really, really good productive at-bat there by Daniel. Pitch to Kringlin's fouled off. Well, the Cougars haven't put huge numbers on the board, but they've been there pretty consistently the entire night. Yeah. They put 11 on the board on 11 base hits. And uh, Omaha's really helped them out with uh, with walks tonight. Three or four of the 11 runs have been by way of uh, guys that have walked that have come eventually into score. Kringlin fouls another one off, one and two. Kringlin from the right side. That's up high, two and two. Cam Fowler for Nebraska, Omaha, beginning to throw. He's another lefty out of Moline, Illinois. That pitch is down low, ball three. Kringlin fouls the pitch off, and the count remains full three and two. Of course, the Cougars uh, struggling a little bit with injuries. Riley Gates down for the year, and now uh, Ryan Brady. I know he went to see the doctor today. Any any updates yeah, on that? I haven't heard anything on that. I wasn't able. I asked him earlier, and he said he met with him, but then I had to do something else and never had a chance to really have that conversation. I just got the impression from Coach Littlewood that uh, it wouldn't matter what the doctor said, yeah. that they were just going to really kind of put him on the shelf and Absolutely. want to protect him as a freshman. Yeah, we want to do right by him and his longevity and health. And So if if there is, you know, some sort of a tear or whatnot, uh, even if it's minor, you just don't want to take a chance. Brock Hale steps in, first pitch over for a strike. Brock has uh, walked twice. He's 0 for 2. He's grounded out and flown out in the ball game. Hitting 265 as he steps in. There's a shot up the middle base hit. Kringlin around second base. He's going to third. And the Cougars will have runners at the corners. Kringlin head first slide into the bag at third. <laughs> wasn't uh, wasn't pretty, that's for sure. Well, I thought that looked pretty good. <laughs> the crowd was giving a little bit of a hard time about it. <laughs> With no throw coming, but he... Uh, Wanted to practice that thing a little bit, I guess, as uh, Favero steps in. Favero with a big uh, three-RBI triple his last time up. Nate uh, now with 11 RBIs on the year to tie uh, Hale in the RBI depart lead for the team. And the first pitch drops in for a strike. Favero tripled 
on the line right down in the right field corner. Fastball over for a call, strike two. We're in the bottom of the seventh. Cougars leading this one 11 to 3. And Brighton's pitch. Pavero swings and misses. And the Cougars are retired. They scored two runs. They got those two runs on three hits. No errors. Two runners left on base. We are through seven complete. Score 11-3 Cougars over the Mavericks on your new skin BYU Sports Network. BYU Baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck. Quick oil change, emissions, and inspections. Now let's take you out to the ballpark with Brent Norton. We go to the eighth inning, Inaway on the hill for the Cougars. And the way it's going, Inaway will be the pitcher of record here. Blake could pick up a victory. First pitch is over for a strike. Yeah, done a good job coming in here in relief and throwing strikes. Here's the 0-1. That's a pie. A ball and a strike. To Cole Thibodeau. He's a sophomore out of Omaha. He is 0 for 3 on the day, but does have an RBI and a ground out. That ball's fouled off. So one ball, two strikes to count to Thibodeau. Cougars back in the infield. Pretty much playing Thibodeau straight away in the outfield. And that pitch in the dirt for a ball. He can really run. We showed that off last night on that drag bunt single that he had. Thibodeau hitting 271 as he steps in. Swing and a miss. Good off-speed pitch there by Inouye. Gets the strikeout. Blake Inouye now has gone three and a third, giving up two hits, one run. Has three strikeouts and one walk. So a very good performance by the junior. Thomas Debenville, who uh, started in left field, but now in center field for the Mavericks. And that pitch is down low for ball one. Supinchik, the DH, is on deck. And the pitch over for a strike. Tomorrow morning, 11 o'clock here Mountain Time. These same two teams will play the third and final game of this series. Cougars won last night 8-1, up 11-3 here in game two. Strike called. Really got a good command right now of his fastball inside and outside. And the pitch, a little bit outside, two and two. Devonville, you can tell, uh, as we talked about last night, has that mask on underneath his helmet. Boy, you hate to see that. It's nice to see that construction in there that gives him some real protection. Three and two the count. And the pitch is fouled straight back. (laughs) 
in a way again from the stretch. And here is the 3-2. Ball fouled up and out of Clawson's glove. So Devonville just stays alive. He came into the ball game hitting at 297, or at uh, yeah, 297. His average has dropped to 282 with this uh, 0 for 2 performance so far. Ball hit pretty well. Burns in center field going back a couple of steps. He's there and makes the catch for the out. I love watching uh, Jarrett Perns play center. He's just so smooth with everything that he does. Gets good reads, has great glove control, catches the ball where he's supposed to. It's a good little player. Two men out. And Supinchik steps in. He is uh, 0 for 2 today. He did walk in the fourth and score a run. First pitch, a swing and a miss for strike one. I'm glad you have to say that name. Every time I look at it on the monitor, I'm like, I'm not saying it. There's a line drive base hit right up the middle. So a two-out single. The one I had to practice is Kiel Krumwindy. Yeah, the tough one. Two men out, and Krumwindy coming to the plate. He is 0 for 2 today. And Inouye's first pitch. That ball's lined into center. That ball's going to land in front of Perns. So back-to-back hits by Omaha. Going to put runners at first and second base. And uh, Braden Rogers, the first baseman, who's 2 for 3 with an RBI, will come up. This team played a very uh, representative schedule. They played Northwestern uh, and Kansas, Wichita State, all good baseball schools. And now visiting Provo here. Pitches inside. I know this uh, series was originally scheduled to be against uh, Cal State Bakersfield. Yeah, it was. It was supposed to be. Last year down there. and. They got a new coach, and the new guy came in. And yeah, they uh, the old coach didn't uh, give the new coach the schedule and said, hey, start over. So they scheduled without us. 1-0 pitch is down, low ball two. Baseball's a little different than other sports with contracts, and we had a contract out to them but uh, had never gotten it back, and then they bailed on us. So we sent out a feeler early in the, in the summer, and Nebraska-Omaha was like, yeah, let's do this. Here's the 2-0 little looper out toward... Uh, Sue, he catches it on one hop, but it's a foul ball. Boy, very close to being a fair ball. Yeah, you were talking about the series they had with Wichita and they played Kansas. That's like a rival for those guys. Other than the Creighton in Nebraska that's there, those guys in that Midwest, they have so much pride towards their own states that they just want to beat each other up so much. I played in that area, and they, they love to beat up on each other. Two balls, one strike. Pitch from Inouye is over for a strike, two and two. Well, the Cougars will have four games here next week. UVU on Tuesday and then Loyola Marymount uh, next weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, as the conference starts. 
2-2 pitch a little bit low for ball three. Yeah, I'm excited to get back into the normal schedule where you have a midweek game. You know, we've had some weird, you know, doubleheader Saturdays on four-game series and whatnot, but it would be nice to get back to the Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday schedule. Here's the 3-2 to Rogers, A little bit low, ball four. So back-to-back hits and then a walk have loaded them up. I know Coach Littlewood, on the, talking to him before the game, he mentioned with uh, with Brady going down and that it might force him into that uh, that Tuesday game, kind of a staff game yeah. like we've seen uh, the Cougars do in the past. Yeah, I think it's going to end up being that this next week. Here's the first pitch to Max Gam, and that's over for a strike. Uh, Wolverines, I think, the last time I checked, were 4-7. and seven. They're 4-9 now, I think. I think oh, they, the, you said Wolverines. Wolverines. Yeah. They beat USC a couple times. Yeah, they beat them. I know the first game of the yeah. year they beat USC. There's a ground ball out toward Favero. Nate's got it on a couple of hops. He'll throw to first for the out. And Omaha retired in the inning. No runs, two hits, no errors. Three big runners left on. We're through seven and a half. 11-3 Cougars over the Mavericks on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. David Clausen steps in. David is uh, one for three today. Single in the third inning. Curveball outside. These guys, you know, you look at Favero, you look at Schneeman, you look at Clausen. I mean, there's going to be some lefties they're going to have to face this year. They... You know, you got to get comfortable up there as Clausen fouls that one down the first base side. You know, I like this move, letting him face this guy, because like you said, there's a lot of good lefties in our league, and he's got to be able to hit them. There's the pitch from Brighton just off the plate. And the count evens up at two balls and two strikes. Lawson grounded back to the pitcher his last time up. 2-2 pitch up high ball three. Jacobson due up next and then Sue. Ball hit right at the second baseman, uh, Max Gam. He's got it and he'll throw him out. So you're talking about we play UVU on Tuesday. They play, I think, Mississippi State this weekend. Yeah, they're four and seven going into that Mississippi yeah. State series. And they uh, Mississippi State just spent sixty something million dollars on a brand new baseball facility. Yeah, unbelievable. Wow, unbelievable. That just that that UVU is opening that up for them is this that week. Right? Yeah, unbelievable. Here's the first pitch to McKay Jacobson. That's over for a strike. Jacobson's had a couple of at bats. He's walked and grounded out. Dean was a starter at the DH slot. Jacobson right up the middle, base hit. So McKay's first hit. There he is, and that's his first hit as a Cougar. Right. So happy for him. Save that baseball for him. See the Cougar dugout really excited for Jacobson. Yeah, it's awesome. A one-out base hit will bring Sue to the plate. Brian, three hits. And the first pitch, that ball hammered to deep left field. That ball is out of here. Home run for Sue. 
his second of the year. Brian Sue, four-hit ball game. I'll tell you, this kid just keeps swinging the bat so yes, well. Does. Wow. Hitting over 500 now for the year. You know, he, got, he had a good game at Hawaii in the first game, then he kind of got a little sick over there and yeah. weren't able to use him much, yeah. and that really affected the Cougars offensively. So Sue with a two-out, two-run home run. Ball got out of here yes, in a hurry did. right down the line over that 14-foot wall. Good for you, Brian Sue. Out of boy. Jared Perns, he's one for one on the day. And the first pitch to Perns is uh, down low, ball one. So after that UVU midweek, it's LMU, and then don't we play Utah, I think, at home? Utah at home after that, right? 11 game homestand here. And, and wow, those foul. guys this year, they're own 11 on the year. Yeah, the Utes haven't struggling. Their, yeah, they, their head coach, Kinneberg, was suspended yeah, for 14 games. To, I think he has three more, something. I'm four not sure. more, three more games left. Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure exactly what happened, but he was suspended. And, uh, boy, the Utes just uh, reeling as they've uh, lost uh, 11 straight to start the year. 2-1 pitch. Burns hits the ball into center field. Center field going over, making the catch. That's uh, Dubbinville. So two men out. And that will bring uh, Brandon Anderson up for the sixth time in the ball game. He is two for five. Check that two for four with a walk. So Anderson against the left-hander. First pitch outside, ball one. You know, that new wall configuration, you, you know, you wonder about those. I mean, there are lots of balls that are going to hit the top of that wall. Yeah. That would have been home runs here in the past. I thought that one might. Anderson hammers one right at the shortstop. He catches it on a line drive, and that will do it for the Cougars. they got two runs on two hits, no errors. Nobody left. We are through a complete 13-3 Cougars over the Omaha Mavericks on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Hey, Cougar Nation. It's Daniel Schneeman, shortstop at BYU, and you're listening to the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Justin Sterner is the new pitcher for the Cougars. He's uh, brought on to pitch here in the ninth inning. Sterner uh, wearing number 18. He is a 6'1", 200-pound freshman out of uh, Laguna Niguel, California. So Sterner on. And he will face uh, the bottom of the order, 7, 8, and 9. First pitch outside to Ben Polinski. I think this is still Polinski. I don't know. They might have made a change. Let's see. Can't quite pick up his number. Swing and a miss. Well, they did make a change. That is uh, Parker Schmeckel. Another fun one for you. Like Freckle, only Schmeckel. So Schmeckel fouls a pitch off, and the count now one and two. He's a big young man. 6'2", 215 out of uh, Columbus, Nebraska. Coffeeville Community College. Strike three called. 
Good but we, You know, we talked a little about uh, they really rely on a lot of J.C. kids on this team. Yeah, they do. You can see the J.C.'s up and down the roster. And that will bring up uh, Doherty, who is uh, one for two today with a – his hit was a single, and he scored in the fifth inning. Sterner's first pitch is a little bit low, ball one. Sterner has a power arm, absolute power arm, 90-90 plus, return missionary, so he's still getting it all back. He didn't even get to throw until basically uh, the end of October for us. So, Yeah, 6'1", 200 pound, very well put together. Him and D.C. played a couple of years in high school before I think D.C. transferred Clausen. Pitch is over for a strike. Two and one, the count. With one man out, Cougars a couple of outs away from uh, their seventh win of the year. That pitch is down low, ball three. Three one, fouled off. Justin's brother Jack has signed a national letter of intent with BYU for 2019. He's a big kid, 6'6", like 235. Pitches outside for a ball. So a one-out walk given up to Doherty. And that will bring up uh, the catcher for Omaha. That is Henry Witten. He is a uh, junior out of Rochester, Minnesota. Batting from the left side in the first pitch, a swing and a miss. Yeah, see, you can see Sterner does have the power type arm, still throwing, you know, 86, 88. But, yeah. Uh, get him, get that arm built up a little bit. And, yeah, be nice uh, he could turn into something really good. Yeah, a little better shape and. 0-1 pitch is a fastball at 89, swung on and missed. Yeah, it's amazing how long it takes some of those return missionary pitchers to get that arm strength back. It just takes time. It, it, I mean, two years of really not throwing a baseball, and your arm atrophies a little bit, so it takes time. It's a whole program. Here's the 0-2. That's outside. Well, the Cougars scored in every inning tonight except the third and fourth. Lots of twos and threes up there on the board. Exactly the way we want it. Cougars 13 runs on 14 base hits. Ball's fouled up and out of play. And what I love about hitting coach uh, Trent Pratt is he's still going to be unhappy about the ones that we left on base because we didn't have great at-bats early in in that third and fourth. Always looking for the improvement, which is awesome. Cougars have left nine on base here tonight, and Omaha's left six so far. Curveball strike three call. Came back with a breaking pitch. Might, might have been the first curveball Sterner's thrown. Yeah, really good pitch. Two men out. Top of the order, Cole Thibodeau will step in. So Thibodeau, the sophomore out of Omaha, is 0 for 4 today. Does have an RBI and a ground out. And Sterner's first pitch is a little bit outside for ball one. Cougars won last night 8-1. to one. They're up 13-3 to three here. 
in game two. Fastball just missed inside in the two ball count. Here's Turner's 2-0 pitch, and that is on the outside corner for a strike. Cougars and Mavericks uh, tomorrow morning, 11 o'clock here, local time, for game three of the series. I know Hayden Rogers is going to get the start uh, for BYU. And it was announced that the starter for the Mavericks would be Jake Pennington, but that they might, that might change. The 3-1 pitch outside, ball four. So Sterner walks another hitter. And that will bring uh, Debenville to the plate. Thomas Debenville, uh, 0 for 3 with a walk today. Runners at first and second base. And the first pitch is over for a strike. Devonville, who started the game in left field, now in center field. With a fastball, another strike, 0 and 2. Ball strike three called on the outside corner and Sterner comes in and strikes out the side after giving up a pair of walks. And the Cougars win 13 to 3. We'll be back with a post game after a 90-second break on your new skin BYU Sports Network. That's the last out. Great pitch on the outside corner. He gets him. Now let's hear from the players and coaches in your BYU baseball postgame show. Here's Brent Norton on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Back here with our player of the game, Brian Sue. Uh, Brian just keeps hitting the baseball this year. He was four for five tonight. Another home run, three RBIs. Brian, uh, now your your average is actually 548 on the year. Just an incredible year for you. And, uh, you know, I remember when you came in as a freshman, you were kind of a defensive specialist, mm-hmm. you know, third base tight. I mean, swung the bat well. And then inch, got injured, right, your labrum on your, on your throwing arm. Actually, no. Freshman year uh, – I, I, I tore my labrum last year, okay. my second year playing. All right. But my freshman year, I started off uh, opening day and then got a couple hits. And then after that, uh, nerves got to me a little bit yeah. and then struggled. So then they put in uh, other guys at third and then never really got back in the groove of it that year. So then uh, that, that was a good learning experience, though. But, yeah, I came back last year, felt good um, heading in, but then tore my labrum in the fall. So that was a lingering injury throughout the year. And that's yeah. kind of limited you where you can, I mean, first base is kind of the place right now until yeah, you build that up, definitely. right? With yeah. your arm? Definitely, yeah. I mean, we had Tanner Chauncey, who graduated last year, switched over to first base after he tore his labrum uh, a few years ago. Right. Now I, I took that spot, so just call ourselves the Labros. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's great. Well, uh, Brian, you're off to a tremendous start this mm-hmm. year. I know in Hawaii you started the first game, got a hit or two, and then, 
came. I think you got a little bit sick, didn't you? I Couldn't did play. catch a cold yeah. uh, that, on Saturday night, and then yeah, I had a bad headache, uh, or Friday night, sorry, and I had a bad headache Saturday, both both games during that doubleheader. Yeah, that, so that, that sat me out. Yeah. yeah, it really affected the the Cougars offensively over there. And then, boy, you've come back uh, well here uh, with uh, three hits a day. What what's the difference this year? Just being a lot more confident, and, um, and I mean, hitting is so much confidence, and, and knowing oh, you're gonna oh, for sure, confidence is a big part, definitely, and. Another uh, big uh, big part I'd say is um, we have this weighted bats program that we do now. Uh, my uh, bat speed feels better. Uh, my shoulder feels better in the weight room, so I can lift more this year, and that helps too with that bat speed. That's yeah, great. Uh, tell us a little about that Cougar team. We know, uh, well, first of all, defensively, we know what kind of hands you've got, uh, known mm-hmm. as one of the better defenders on the team. Uh, talk to us a little about this team. Uh, you know, got off to a pretty good start, uh, struggled at Auburn last week against mm-hmm. a very good team and, and trying to make up a little ground against uh, against Omaha this weekend. Yeah. Um, I mean, we started I mean, we started off pretty well against Northridge in Hawaii. Every ga- Pretty much every game was a one- or two-run game. Right. So our record um, could have been better. It could have also been worse, I guess. But then, yeah, I won in Auburn. Good team swept us. Tip our hats to them. But, yeah, it's nice to be back home for sure. And we have, I mean, we have six or seven returning starters from last year. So we should be able to make a uh, deep run this year for well, it's sure. Gonna, it's going to be a lot of fun, Brian. I, I, I love to see the success you're having. Just keep it going. You're on a roll right now. Keep that going, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow yep. morning, all right? Thank you. Congratulations. Good job. Thank you. Now we're going to be joined by head coach Mike Littlewood. And, uh, Coach, uh, congratulations! Uh, two of th- two of two here at home, and uh, boy, uh, another uh, good job. Just an all-out team effort. Uh, you know, I don't even mention defense on on this team, but I'll tell you, that just is kind of a given anymore. It seems like. I mean, you guys got some guys that can really play it, and uh, I just marvel at uh, Schneeman every every game uh, the way he plays shortstop. Yeah, he just he's he he's so patient right now in his game clock. We just talk about. A game clock with shortstops and and uh, man he he just knows when he has to charge the ball he knows when he can sit back and he's got that incredible arm that that uh, he kind of relies on just a little bit but he's had you know bad hops good hops and just man I, he's probably going to get drafted this year but I sure love to have him another year. <laughs> well, talk to us a little about uh, Perone who started for you. We talked with him on talked to you about him on the pregame and. And I thought he, he came out, pounded the zone, and uh, did exactly what you needed. Yeah, you know, I would like to see him go six or seven with that stuff. And the thing about Alex is what he did is he walked – we talked about this on the pregame interview that the only way this team's going to really stay with us or, or score a couple runs is by us putting them on base with walks. And they put up two runs in the fourth inning, and that's how they did it. And so, you know, that's kind of been Alex's M.O. in the fall, and now he can be going great, 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 and then all of a sudden he'll, he'll walk a couple guys. So he needs to clean that up. But honestly, um, Blake Blake can be a starter for yeah. us. I mean, he looked great. That's why we kind of extended him out just a little bit. Um, Fifty-eight pitches today. He's he today he commanded. He, he's trying that little slider that was a really good cutter, for a really good pitch for him. So if he can develop that, he might be able to be a starter for us. JC, he was more of a closer, right? He was a closer at, at yeah. uh, CSN. Yep, he was a kind of an end of the game type guy for him. Uh, Perns came in, uh, got a, got an opportunity there in center field, and. Uh, First pitch he saw, he banged it out for a single. You know, we know what kind of defense he can play, and and it was nice to see him uh, getting a bat. Well, we always talk to our team about just make sure you're ready for an opportunity, and I was really proud of him for, and really McKay Jacobson for coming in and 
putting together a couple good at-bats, getting a base hit. And Pernsey gets a, gets a, a base knock and then hits another ball hard. So, And Jarrett Perns and Mitch McIntyre are two of the best outfielders you'll see in this league. They can really, really run the ball down. And then, uh, you know, we, we just talked to uh, Brian Sue. I'll tell you, what a – what a year this kid's having, hitting 548 right now. We, we, I always knew what a great defensive player he was. I mean, as a true freshman, remember you had him starting at third base, and, and we just talked yeah. about it on the air. Yeah. He says, lost a little confidence swinging the bat, and other guys came in, did a little better job, but he says, I learned from it. And, and I, I never knew how, how uh, much power the kids can generate. He's gotten stronger and stronger. He, he looks kind of slender out there, but when you get next to him, he's a, he's a big yeah. kid. I mean, he's probably 6'2", pushing 6'3". But he doesn't look like that out there because he's just—he's a—he's a skinny kid, but he's strong and getting stronger. And he—he he couldn't hit the ball. He couldn't roll it to the wall his freshman year. <laughs> that's know, what from, I re- yeah. That's kind of what I remember. But <laughs> he's got a little bit of sneaky power, and especially the pull side, which you saw last saw tonight. Uh, but to have him over at first base and just like his maturity and the way he goes about things—he's—he's he's been a really been a bright spot for us this year so far. Well, a thirteen to three win, come back pretty quick, eleven a.m. in the morning. You got Hayden Rogers going for you. Hayden at Auburn struggled. Uh, it's something we normally don't see him do. Uh, uh, I'm sure he's he's uh, chomping at the bit to get back out there. Yeah, I think I think he is. I talked to him after. Actually, we were getting on the bus that that day and after the games, after that long day, and yeah, I just I got his thoughts, and he said, you know, that really, I let the I let that air get to me the first because we take a three zero lead out yep. there, and the first batter he gets him to ground out, and we boot it, and. Um, he just felt like he just kind of lost lost himself, which is unlike him. That's kind of the old Hayden Rogers that we saw his freshman year. But he'll he'll be ready. I, I would think that we we're going to see a really really good performance from Hayden tomorrow. All right, Coach. Hey, well, uh, uh, congratulations on another win. Uh, great to have you up here, and uh, we'll see you in the morning. Okay, thanks a lot, Brad. You betcha, Mike Littlewood, head coach of the BYU Cougars. The Cougars win here by a score of thirteen to three. Cougars thirteen runs, fourteen hits, no errors, and Omaha three runs, six hits, one error. In front of uh, 1,362, the Cougars win their second consecutive game here at uh, Larry Miller Field. I'd like to thank uh, Tuckett Slate, also uh, Cole Wissinger back at the station. And remind fans we'll be back on the air tomorrow about 10.55 with uh, the uh, third game of this series, BYU and Nebraska-Omaha. With that, we'll say so long from Larry Miller Field here in Provo.